Hey, welcome back. How did you enjoy your trip to London? Thank you. It was wonderful, wasn't it? That, that's it's good to hear. Yeah, I had the time of my life across the pond. Only you seem a little different. Do I? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Oh, I guess I just got a new outlook on life is all now. I could have sworn two, two weeks ago you talked like a Midwestern newscaster. Oh, yeah. That, well, we got a new studio. You got an apartment over there? No, no. A flat. Not a flat. A studio. We pay a different company to voice me now. I'm really feeling it. What are you talking about? That's why I went to London to get a new contract. Wait, are we paying someone to voice me? Well, we were. I hate to break it to you this way, but we're not renewing your vocal contractor. Oh, that, that's a lot to take in. I'm going to take a big sip of my tea here. <coughs> this was a good result. What? What? Birds storm a bus and we're going to tell you This week on Stormbuds, we begin our journey in heavensward by cucking some nobleman in the clouds, chasing a spineless heretic in the snow forever, and proving our friend's innocence by beating the crap out of two of the heavensward. I'm your warrior of light, Jerome Barbatsis. Joined alongside me is my co-warrior of light, Alex Hambrock. Say hello, Alex! Hello, Alex! Oh, no. You did the Dimension 20 thing. Oh, you, did the, you did the thing that everyone does. I thought I was being very funny. All right. A lot of happens out of the gate here. I mean, they pack a lot. Well, into- we're, we're, uh, let me say what we're doing. We're doing a quest by quest recap, mostly, of the uh, first level and a half or so of Heaven's Word up to the quest disclosure. So we are out of A Realm Reborn and into uh, Heaven's Word, finally. And the first thing that we probably should address is the change of voices mm-hmm. yeah if, if you are uh if you listen to that opening bit and you wondered what the hell you're probably not alone um i guess we'll explain the joke here a bit but between heaven's word and a realm reborn there's a bit of development time and they uh the team at square enix had to for some reason i didn't really look into why because like whatever it was so long ago they had to change Focal Studios uh, midway through, like somewhere in the patch content. So like the new people they were bringing on all had the correct British voices or whatever. And now suddenly everyone from A Realm of Born also has British voices. And everyone was a lot happier to be on. Well, I'm sh- the voice acting seems better it's, now. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. It's, it was a weird change. But people, I this is when I started playing. And I don't remember hearing any negativity with regards to the voice acting change in fact it was mostly positive you're saying no one out there is like ride or die for like the old alpha no voice actor? i would say if there's anyone who's ride or die for old voice actor it would be old meryl vib probably i think maybe that was the only one that got like a little bit too funky but she doesn't speak that much anymore so we're fine so we uh, begin our journey with the quest uh coming, coming to, to ishgard take it away alex all right well the time has Finally come, as we touched on at the end of last week, we are to be admitted to Ishgard. Mm-hmm. We speak to the guard, and then he just, he lets us in. We cross, we cross over a bridge ba, 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 the sword. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you immediately, but the very first cutscene is, uh, and we actually saw this before, and I, okay, you know, I don't blame you, because we watched this to get Oh, the, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, There's a whole cutscene where Al- Alphino's like, I will return to Uldah and set things right, and Horsefront bursts in, he says, I think the fuck not. <laughs> You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's like, we're going to have to get you inside as, to Ishgard as wards. Here's your here's your documentation. Oh, no, no, we don't actually get the documentation yet. That's later. That's right? later. That's mm-hmm. later. Um, so, yes, we then go into Ishgard. We, there's this beautiful 
beautiful opening scene. There is also now a narrator. Yes. Who, I'm, I'm not sure who this is supposed to be. Well, it said the narrator did name himself. He, he said, uh, uh, like, this is Memoirs of the, the Heavens Word or whatever. I can't remember the title. Oh. By Count Edmond de Fortin. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you should know. Wow, I missed up the top. <laughs> it's, like right, it's, it's right off the top, yeah. It's Edouard de Fortin. Okay, Ed, that makes Ed, sense. Also, the Ed voice actor. Edmond. Edmond de Fortin. Yes. Edmond like, de Fortin. Like, like, like Edmond Dantes, you know. You know. Count of Monte Cristo, Edmond. Okay. Okay. No, no. Never mind. All right. All right. We're not in. We're, uh, this is going to be a hell of a name expansion for you. Oh, yes. I'm looking <laughs> forward to all of the letters that don't get pronounced and all the letters that are not there, but do get pronounced. Here we go. Um, yes. Okay. Now take it away. That you. Okay. Anyway, we're crossing over the bridge. We got this great narration from Edmond. And um, we get to Ishgard, which is, I mean, I have no other context for this at this point. This mm-hmm. is an Elden Ring location. This it's beautiful. Well, <laughs> giant. this expansion came out in 2015, I know. which, as you know, the Zeitka- at, the, at the height of its popularity, Game of Thrones. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Game of Thrones. This is very Game of Thrones. And as you saw yeah, the, okay, previously, this is very Game warring, of Thrones. Lots of high warring houses, lots of military politics, yeah. etc. Um want to point out i have a little note here of a screenshot of myself in my in my little in my outfit i was very improperly dressed for the snowstorm crossing the bridge i had my open coat and my sunglasses you know who finally isn't alfano alfano was finally <laughs> dressed for the weather alfano finally got the coat he borrowed the coat from minfilia uh and totaru i borrowed a smaller version i guess or just made them i don't know she probably made them i, I think this is the right decision but i do also kind of find it kind of funny after we spent all the time in Kurthus with its big like uh-huh. overbearing organ music constantly to finally get to Ishgard and have it be like soft serene piano music as what? the snow falls on the stones um well the maybe you just play only played foundation at night because when you get to foundation it is not it is big organ music oh and it Ishgard? is yes it is Foundation. The foundation music is not. Oh well. Subtly, okay. I associate Ishgard at this point with quiet piano music, which I think is a good okay. Piece. I think maybe some of the outside, like the especially the nighttime themes, are all piano renditions of the otherwise bombastic daytime themes. So maybe you just always played ARZ at pick, night. I never picked up on that. No. Now you will. Now you will. There are different themes in every most zones um, for day and night. But anyway, Alphano, he, he raises the fact like, hey, we're not super popular right now. You're kind of going out on a limb when mm-hmm. we first meet Edmond de Fortem. And Edmond is like, hey, you know, this is my chance to make allies with the Science of the Seventh Dawn and the Warrior of Light. Like, hello, if, if this all works out, um, I'm going to be sitting pretty pretty with you guys as my allies. So then he hands us our documentation, yes. our fully rendered, specifically designed cutscene for documentation for handing over a paper. Which seems, hmm. I wonder what happens if that goes missing. I don't know, but like, I just want to point out that that wouldn't have happened in Realm Reborn. Your Production right. value way up. <laughs> Already up. Um, yes, my favorite part of video games is seeing where we get proper documentation. Got it. Okay. We take tour of the city. Um, I attuned to all the Ethernet shards. You turned to all the Ethernet shards. I didn't have to. Privilege. Um, and we are exposed to the Knights 12 of the heavens war the statues um you will not know this as a final fantasy newbie but this is a huge final fantasy 7 callback oh it is very important (laughs) very a very iconic final fantasy 7 reference the whole knights 12 um the and and and, and on top of it being of course a reference to 
the Knights of the Round Table in general, like in the Arthurian legend. Should I play that game? Seven? Yes. Okay, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. You should play. I think that's the most important Final Fantasy to play. Um, maybe, I mean, outside of 14, but like if you want to play an MMO, but like seven is the most iconic and probably culturally relevant one. Um, the, I suppose that tracks. Yeah. Don't, I mean, the remake's great, but you should obviously play the original first because the remake is not. The remake is a is a spinoff. <laughs> anyway. I've heard some things that remake is doing. Anyway, we learn Ishgard, like everywhere else, has slums, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to and we, we get to around, and everyone's like, "Oh no, don't go down there in the south where the slums are." So of course we go down in south where the slums are. Exactly. We go and, to the Forgotten Night, and a, a really rude guy comes up and really taunts Alphano and calls him a lady and mocks him for basically doing all the touristy shit, and it's like, "Look, you want a real experience? Come to the Forgotten Night for a drink." Yeah, and Tataro's like, okay. <laughs> but even, the, even the tavern, though, is two levels. It's like level up top for all the respectable merchants and a lower down level for all the all the uh-huh. working men. Yeah, well, you know where Tataro's going. Tataro's going straight down. <laughs> She's going straight to the sailors. Uh, what, a, what an icon, actually. She's just like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure things out. I gotta, I yeah. gotta work my magic. No, Tataro's plan here is smart. She's like, hey, look, I'm gonna hang out here. I'm going to pick up on gossip. I'm going to like learn about what's going on in the outside world and mm-hmm. see what might help us. That's a, that's a good plan. Absolutely. And she can hold her liquor. Uh, the next bit, um, we get to go help the kids. I don't remember the quest name. I didn't write it. Yeah. That. Okay. Yes. So basically at this point, um, Edmond de Fortemps is like, look, you want to help out? You want to help establish yourself? I have my two large adult sons. Uh, they both have things that need doing. And if you want to like assist them in their various duties, that would um, build reputation for you, build reputation for me. Everybody wins. And we actually have a choice here. We can go help either of the sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to help Emmanuelaine? That you do? Yes. Emmanuelaine. Yes. I was- <laughs> Hell, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. I went to help Immonolane first. I gather you did as well, right? I did. Um, and I did that knowing that the Sea of Clouds is a, is a beautiful pain in the ass. And I wanted to get it over with. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. So basically, Immonolane is being sent off to the Sea of the Clouds, which is where the Ishgardians have this sort of like rudimentary outpost that basically its job is to sort of keep an eye on the skies for dragons. Yeah, but- the Sea of Clouds is a, is a cluster of... Floating crystals that are situated kind of on the northern side of the Eorzean continent, called uh, the northern mountain range, and that mountain range is called Alabathia's Spine. Um, they they are situated above that. There's a couple of zones in Alabathia's Spine that are kind of gr- grouped together, and that's why. And this is the the first I think indication we get. Well, I guess we got it back at, at the house, but we really start to get it here that um, Emmanuelaine is. A little bit of a, a blustery, a little bit of a braggart, a little mm-hmm. bit full of himself. Mm-hmm. We we show up and we meet a woman named Lynette, who is, I think, the local commander, who, who likes us because we saved her brother from the False Inquisition, you know, the million quests ago. Oh, yeah. And, like, Emmanuelaine is, like, all trying to, like, insert himself in the situation. She just talks completely over him and cuts him off. Mm. Cuts him down to size a little bit. Absolutely. It's here that we learn that their operations are being beset by a troublesome beast people known as the Vanu Vanu. Put a pin in that. Putting a, putting a big old pin in it. Okay. That brings us to the quest, an indispensable ally, which is a point at which Lynette makes it clear that she doesn't think that Emmanuelline is going to be particularly helpful. She asks us to go tell his manservant, look, put the kid on lookout duty, okay? Just he's jazzed to have a mission. Let him feel like he's participating. Mm-hmm. 
So we learn a bit more about the situation up here with this outpost and with the locals, the Vanu. Um, we did negotiate with them originally, gave them gifts, got permission to build the camp all above board. And then suddenly they begin to attack without reason, ambushing foraging parties, making dependent on supplies from, from Ishgard. Uh, Marielle, one of the lieutenants, wants us to go around looking for the Vanu and, you know, just drive them away, kill them, whatever has to be done to sort of reassert our presence. Mm-hmm. Um, to, at this point, we have to go around and psych up the garrison, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and Manaline wants to see some real action, so he basically, like, talks us into taking him along. Um, so we come up with this quest together to basically go scout out the Vanu Vanu while also looking for fresh water crystals, which are magic crystals that can pr- provide a supply of fresh water, interestingly enough, by apparently condensing it out of the air, which I think ties into the whole elemental power system or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. We turned Garuda's wind shield into earth, I guess, and so we could go through it, whatever. Anyway, Emmanuel's like, look... Um, who can have the best crystal? Let's make a contest out of it. So we go off one way, he goes off the other way. We get, we find our water crystal. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is missing. <laughs> and we wait a while, and we go somewhere else, and we wait a while, and he's still not back. And his manservant, we, we set off with his manservant to find him. And then it turns out he's been kidnapped by the Vanu Vanu. Oh, no. Oh, God. Ah, oh, jeez. So, uh, so, so we track him down. We track him down to one of their villages. Um... The servant is like, uh, I'm going to go back and make a report. That's totally what I'm going to do. But if you happen to sneak in there and rescue him while I'm getting reinforcements, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I know he's kind of a dick, but he's also not that bad. So we probably have to go in there and get him. Yeah. At this point, we should talk about the Vanu Vanu. We should. So the Vanu Vanu are a uh, race of owl kin, um, similarly in appearance to maybe Moodkin from World of Warcraft, if you have that however they um are very reminiscent of maybe pacific islander indigenous people or maybe even north american indigenous people in they are also portray some uh tropes with regards to their patterns of speech that are antiquated at worst or no at best antiquated at, at worst just actively uh, uh, actively offensive senseless and yeah um so they 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 speak with um a a lack of connecting words so they are just basically subject verb unconjugated subjects are improper um pronouns you know me want this you that do go you know very very um very blunt speech very guttural voice acting. Um, and if it pleased the court, I would refuse going for like, I want to very um, openly say that I will refuse to be doing any voice acting with regards to the Vanu Vanu that is accurate to how the game portrays them. I think that's I a will good call. instead be doing uh, my best Jason Bateman impression. Um, so Yeah. I think that uh, when the time comes, we'll hear a little, uh, hey, hey, uh, you guys, maybe uh, mm, there's uh, somebody just um, trying to get into the uh, camp here. And uh, I think um, if we uh, had a little, uh, if we had two guards come in and kill them, that would be, um, it'd be great. 
I think it's best for everyone involved. I think that would be. I think that would be best. And also, they want to sacrifice Imanoline to their. God, oh yeah, human sacrifice. Uh huh. Uh, to be fair, that will work. <laughs> okay. Yes. To be fair, it will work <laughs> in this universe. That's a very valid thing you should do if you want to make sure that your god is sustained. Sacrifice people. Sacrificing people's ether is one of the ways to go about it. Although it also appears to not be necessary because we rescue completely him not, and then... Completely not necessary. And then uh, their god shows could, up anyway. <laughs> yeah, crystals will do just fine and prayer, right? But, you know, you can use... You can turn somebody into crystals, I guess. It's um, it's it's a bad time. It's a bad time. I don't recommend that going forward any video game does this, do this. Subjunctive. Do that. Do, I recommend they not do this. Are we going to get a lot more of the Vanu Vanu in the future? Well, we're going to, uh, not beyond heaven's word, no, but okay, we are going to come back to the Sea of Clouds around level 56, 57. Um, and you can do the Vanu Vanu Beast Tribe quests for rewards and stuff. I've done them a long time ago. They're pretty good, actually, EXP boost. And like the story itself is fine. I'm not going to mandate it, but for the purposes of this podcast, you're like, there are Vanu Vanu that aren't tempered. Um, so you go and help them deal with the tempered ones. Similar, that's like similar. That's kind of the beast tribe formula. Sure, the whole thing. Yeah, there's like done that there's some the that Mughals are. Yeah, I'm working on the Sahagan right now. Actually, there's some from Realm Reborn I still haven't finished. It's, they're usually very good, very good stories. Um, but the Vanu Vanu is probably one of the most skippable of the beast tribes. I would say. I'm gonna make a note of that. Um, if you're going, cause you have a, yeah, if you're coming into this and cause you only have an allotment of so many beast tribe quests to do, I would deprioritize the Vanu Vanu unless you're looking specifically for a specific reward. Um, and you know, you'll know what it is when you get there. Cool. Um, did you their... have anything else you want to talk about the Vanu Vanu? Well, just that we do meet their God who is a large white sky whale, which makes sense. And his name is Bismarck, which does not. Hi. <sighs> So Bismarck is a reference to Final Fantasy's past. I don't know if he's been in before six, but he was also a white sky whale. I do not know why they decided to name a white sky whale after um, Otto von Bismarck. Um, I'm not sure why we really... they. Well, no, Japan. I could see them wanting to celebrate a, a staunchly anti-socialist <laughs> political figure. There's, there's a lot of... <laughs> Japanese European overlap of that type. Sometimes. This, uh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> oh God, no, we're not. Anyway, uh, but the point is that you know we all flee from Bismarck, and then Sid shows up with an airship, and um, and Sid and Biggs yeah. and Wedge are there, and they manage to like help us fly out in the nick of time. Those are the reinforcements that they, he didn't show up out of nowhere. He, the manservant got. Re- the reinforcements, yes. yes. I, I, I did have a note here also. The quest complete music is also now like organ based and it's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each expansion does that. Ooh, I'm looking forward to the next. That, that, might, be, that might be the thing I'm most excited to in each expansion. Is the battle the music is too. Well, you complete. saw that you've, the battle music is now the same if you have that still on, which I'm sure you do. So it's now it's now all the always the organ music as opposed to like only being the organ music in that one zone. You're like, why? Why was it this? Oh, it's because it turns out it's a different nation. Whatever. It's cool, and even it's it's a little off putting though when you like go back and do like a random side quest in Heaven's Word or whatever, and you're like, oh god, that's right. (laughs) 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 After being an Endwalker for a couple months, like, oh okay. Anyway, this whole thing wraps up. Um, Emmanuline is thrilled. Sure, he could have died, but also he discovered a new primal, and how's that for like you know fame boosting? That's pretty sweet. 
Um, so they get back home and Edmond beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Cool. What a great what a great way to cap off a horrible segment. Just some nice abuse. Yeah, I I wasn't clear about that. Yeah, he he's and they were very like upset. and they were playing like the the woodwind jokey music like. Bah, bah, bah. The stupid piece of shit, son. The fourth household seems like it has some. Um, there's some tension simmering there's, under the. There's some tone adjustments that need to be made in the storytelling of this game, but boy, are they sure swinging. But yeah, that's it. That's that's a Mandalorian's quest. Thank we, goodness. The, we have the eldest elder son now, Art, Art, Artorio. Yes, Artorio is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little bit snooty, uh, but he is competent. He's much more comfortable with his duties, dot, 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 unlike some. Unlike some. He's a little, I mean, he's a little insecure. He's obviously very threatened. Very threatened of being compared to the warrior of light, and who wouldn't be? He'd <laughs> be like, no way, no way. You're, you just, I'm the cool thing. No way. And then uh, Curtis Western Highlands, we get there. Beautiful, um, God, beautiful introduction to Curtis Western. Love this zone. This zone's incredible. Um, Windswept, snowswept landscape. Just yeah, and you're. Uh, I want to also point out you're back on foot. I am back on foot. You're back yes. on foot in these zones because you do not have all the ether currents unlocked. Um, I obviously do. So um, questing is quite simple for me. Uh, if 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 the um, if the warriors at home would remember the the sheer amount of times Alex said, "Flying, flying," sure trivializes the questing in this game. I'm sure they won't forget it because I said it like twice. <laughs> 8,000 times, I think it was exactly that. Um, and it was funny to me every time. Because you knew this was coming? <laughs> I knew. Of course I did. <laughs> I know a lot of things are coming, and they're funny to me every time. So we meet up with a dude named Redwald. Yeah. Redwald wants to give us a history lesson. Not Redwall, Redwald. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was once, this whole area was a hamlet with a small garrison, and the calamity happened. Yes. And the snow just, which, like, actually, I wasn't clear. Did the calamity cause all of the snow in Ishgar? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean... It was verdant prior. Wow, like, okay, I, I, I Pre- thought... Five years ago. I thought Ishkard was covered in snow because it was high up in the mountains. I no. didn't realize that, wow, okay. I mean, it's still pretty far north, but, like, it's maybe may a temperate climate at, at best, not a frozen wasteland. But now I'm even more wondering, like, like, if it just became a frozen wasteland and also you're always being beset by dragons, just please move anywhere else. Well, unfortunately... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Ever I, since the snow came, though, um, they had to abandon the settlement, and so Lady Iceheart and her crew of heretics get to walk around with impunity, which is what we're here to fix. We're here to go out and beat up some heretics. Heck yeah. Our we, god is an awesome god. Which um, we, we actually some, yeah. may involve some small stuff first, like helping to rebuild by going out and beating up some ice sprites. clear out sprites. some ice sprites. Yeah, clear the ice out. Um, There's a cute quest here where, like, this one guy we're working with asks us to take a package back to a lady who left it behind. Mm. And then we take it to her and she's like, what are you talking about? What package? And then we show it to her and she's like, oh, that was a gift for him. I left <laughs> it as a gift for him because he's so sweet doing all of that work. And we, we ask, like, you could have just, like, given it to him and told him it was a gift. And, she's, and she says, like, well, no, that would be like favoritism from a high night to a low night. That would just, that would be <laughs> such terrible impropriety. So huh, okay. whatever weird <laughs> drama is going on in this class system all right downton abbey here we go it's at this point that a search party out looking for heretics goes missing and so we're on oh, the case yeah. uh we head over kind of to the northwest right we mm-hmm. go and beat up some heretics and find the search party 
We do. We um we find we find an abandoned settlement. There's a big broken Ethernet node, which was kind of a nice touch. Mm, like, oh, yeah. this place used to be part of the the network, and now it's not. Yeah, Artoriel comes in and he's like, "Oh, so you really can beat the shit out of anyone? All right, <laughs> damn." <laughs> yeah, so we find a survivor. We use that to track down sort of like you know some traces in the snow before it gets blown over. Look, more hidden footprints. Look, more hidden footprints. There are a lot of hidden footprints. Look, more hidden footprints. Brings us to the quest at the end of our hope. Diablo three fans in the chat. Anyway. I, didn't, I, never, I never played Diablo. You ever played Diablo? I never played Diablo. Huh, all right. Well, like don't I'm, start now. <laughs> what, you're saying I shouldn't get into Diablo Immortal? Uh, I'm not... No. So Art, Art will take this guy back to camp while I look for... Art will take this guy back while I look for the camp conveniently. Um... I started after them. Um, anyway, uh, I find the heretics in a basement. I kill a bunch of them. Iceheart shows up, and then Midgar Sommer shows up himself, and he calls her, quote, the child that glimpsed the truth, end quote. She is not thrilled to have him there. No, she's like, what the fuck? Why'd you choose him? <laughs> <laughs> she gives this whole speech about how the echo terrified her at first. It gave her visions she couldn't comprehend. Uh, but then after the calamity happened and it was burdened her snow, um... She set off for Dravania, and she found the great worm Hrasvilger. Hrasvilger. Do you want to chime in and say, honestly relatable, Iceheart? Is that, like, if, I had, if I had the echo, that shit would suck. If I had the Monado's power. That shit would, um, yeah, I don't know how I would comprehend visions of other people's pasts. Oh, cripes. Oh, yeah, Monado saw the future, didn't it? Eh, it's all it's all time Timey-wimey. temporal chrono magic. Yeah, whatever. Good point. Good point. But at this point, she clarifies her plan is to bring dragon and man together as they once were and should ever be. Now it sounds to me like she's talking about getting down for some dragon fucking, but I could be wrong. Ah, uh, you might not be wrong. So, uh, Midgarver, uh, yeah, Midgarver, Sora knows what's up. I think she. So we let's let's back up a bit. The this is the quest at the end of our hope, and we find we find a bunch of heretics, and then there's one that's kind of hard to kill called Spineless Heretic, and we chase him for a very long time. Oh yes, it, it, it's so funny how we long we for chase a very him long back time. to his it's hideout. Like, it's so intentional though, because you chase him, and then he takes you all the way, like halfway across the map, all the way up to this abandoned shack. You get in there, he's in the basement. You are just like god why is it like just when you're thinking like god why is this taking so long you get and then you turn the corner into the basement you get jumped by like six npcs it's like the scariest shit ever and the music just starts blaring at you and you're like oh god, you have to kill them all like this jumps here there are i mean there's a couple of really good like youtube streamer reaction clips to that jump scare. oh i should look these up they're pretty funny like were you were you at all like alarmed by that? I was a little taken aback. I was <laughs> like, this the, the sh- shack appeared empty. <laughs> it was not. I thought there'd be like a passage into a tunnel or something, not just them hanging out in the basement. <laughs> Go to the basement, and you, before you even turn the corner, you hear the music and the aggro noise, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what's going on? You're beset by like five people, <laughs> and they're like, you let him right to us, you. Idiot. He did lead them right to so us. So far. <laughs> oh, cripes. 
Not that we wouldn't have checked the one house in the middle of a snowy desert or snowy wasteland. Look, but it's not up that much. There's a lot of snowfall. Um, yeah. Okay, but I guess continue on with the with the summation of what happens post ice guard. We we kind of walk out of there, and there's knights being like, "Nice, good job." Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. All right. Um. Oh, but wait. So. I think she, I think she gets away because we just let her. She walks oh, off she camera. She just walks to the side and she's gone somewhere. And there's like no hallway over there. She just walks off camera and she's gone. Which like, I I just have to read as like my warrior of light, just like deliberately letting her get away. Oh, Which, for sure. Okay, that's my characterization, right? I'm like, okay, whatever she's up to, it's interestingly interesting enough to let continue. If Midgard's armor is there, being like, yes, you, she's she sees the truth. You should listen to her. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I trust that guy, but... Yeah, well, he's got our blessing of light on hold, so... (laughs) He's kind of... He's kind of... He does have a bit of power over us, I would say. Anyway, it's at this point for, I think, the first of three or four times coming up now that someone, in this case, I think Art... um, Sorry. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I like Art. Artie. Look, these names are long and complicated. I end up abbreviating them in my notes. Somebody mentioned Art? He's like, uh, it's time for you to rest up by the fire. You have had a real long time. Thank you. So uh, we're done out here. It's time to go back to Ishgard. Uh, okay. There's a fact here mm. that we, I think we learn. Mm-hmm. I may also just have missed it earlier. Mm-hmm. Hoshafant is um, Edamon to four times illegitimate son. Yes. Is that okay? Okay. So that wasn't the thing we knew before. Oh no, we we learned that now. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's their half brother. Yep. Illegitimate, Which, and he looks down on him because. Half brother, right? You gotta have the you gotta have the John Snow, right? Which sucks because Harshafan is cool He's a as bro. shit. I mean, well, so was John Snow, and also was out there this whole time, like in the wilds, like putting in work in his little garrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's that he's that kind of stand-in. At this point, so he's on the Night's Watch. At this point, Art says that when we went after the heretics, some small part of him wanted us to fail to stick it to Harshafan. Which, what a dick thing. Like, he says he's happy to be wrong, but still, what a dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least he's honest about his feelings. We have that effect on people. It's weird. Okay. Edamon wants to talk to us. He's super thrilled. Like, we've just, I've been awesome. We won them such honor. Um, but all of a sudden, his steward bursts in. It turns out, oh no, Alpha No and Tataru have been detained on suspicion of aiding heresy. And harlotry. And harlotry. Totaro has been sleeping around a lot. Good for her. That is a sp- the specific accusation. Good for her, though. And happy pride. <laughs> Getting her hoe on. <laughs> Absolutely. Their attempts to gather info in the tavern drew the wrong kind of attention. They were in contact with certain dot 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 elements, which caused a knight of the heavens word to question them. Curse you, magnesium! That's a really... <laughs> I'm not dignifying that. <laughs> His name is Sir Grinnell? Grinnell, yeah. Grinnell of, of House Dismal. And he's he's a big brute, apparently. Everyone's like, that guy's a thug. Um, Count Edamon is, is pretty certain it's a bunch of posturing and jockeying. They're just being used as pawns to, like, you know, fucking play the houses off each other. Time to see if Emmerich can help. Which... Do, do want to point out that the one member of the Heavens Ward that has dark skin is classified as a thug. Oh, fuck. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. I haven't seen the rest yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they're all they're all at the cutscene after the end. So I think I think so. Yeah. Emmerich does tell us, you know, that um. Well, first he tells us the Heaven's Word is the personal twelve night retinue of His Eminence, the the Dragon Pope, sorry, not Dragon Pope, the Anti Dragon Pope, the Dragon. Yeah, he's, he's Jesus. 
he's the he's the the twelfth pope. He's the he's one of the, the pope for the Halone, the twelfth. Emmerich can't intervene, but it turns out we can because you know what this culture has? Trial by combat. Woo! Alfie and Tataro can just challenge Grineau and his second, and whoever wins just just correct and is innocent. They can't. The not only they can, they have to. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> that is that is what Grineau wants. Because yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he wants it, but he does. Yeah, and Tataru can't fight, so that's my turn to stand in as a champion. Good thing, good thing she stopped studying Arcanes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, can you imagine if she'd gotten just far enough to qualify and was like a level six Arcanist oh, going no. in? No, that would have been awful. Oh, poor anyway, thing. This whole thing moves along really quick. Like we go over to the courthouse or whatever, and we're just we're just in it. We're it's yeah. happening. We're just going to be in the arena. They apparently are set up to do the trial by combat extremely fast. Mm-hmm. They got this. They got this shit unlocked. Uh, the platform uh, extends rapidly, and the gates lower and then raise again, with Totaro dramatically behind them, being like, no, our hero! You know, whatever. Even though she can just clearly fit through the sides of them, <laughs> as Alala fell good, she could just walk out. Um, but she's, you know, honorable, I guess. Um, and then we beat the crap out of him. This is a pretty easy fight. It's a pretty easy fight. It's uh, maybe maybe intentionally Two- easy. I guess so. Yeah, like, like it really, like I, yeah. The last few like climactic fights like this have felt kind of easy, but I, I'm guessing there's. I would be have some expected weird... more out of people from the Heavens War. Yeah, that also that did strike me. I was like, this is like this is the elite guard protecting the the leader of the vault because. Mm-hmm. I I could I could take twelve of these guys like with a hand behind my back. Happy Pride, um, and with that we get back to God we damn. we save them, <laughs> we. We save them. They're like, sweet. Well, that was, um, don't love that system, but let's get back. <laughs> Hashifan also uh, has a gift for us. Oh, he has a gift for us. He gives us He gives us a whistle. A whistle that someone's a black chocobo. This one can fly. Fully trained and ready to um, uh, scout out the yeah. a- etheric current. So if you didn't pick up on it, this expansion was the one that added flying. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, here's your first fly- flying mount that can fly. And you're like, coming into this in 2022 like all my mounts can fly oh, oh but they have but, this current system to make you like earn it and like everyone was like fuck that no 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 they um okay so what they said fuck that to was having disparate mounts that can walk and mounts that can fly mm, now okay. all of the mounts can fly because it's just like we don't care if we're playing final fantasy we don't fucking care if i don't care if my dog can't can fly you know <laughs> like please just like i, I want to use the mount i want to use and they're like all right so they did it um they did have to contrive a couple of like they tried to make things like a little bit more in universe make sense um to some hilarious results there's a there's a a turtle you can win from the casino um who that that could that could fly it could fly pretty early on and to do so they like made it like retract its head and legs and then rocket fuel would start spitting out wait. of its head and its legs and then it would just start spinning in the air with you on top of it wait i need this turtle <laughs> i need to find one of these <laughs> i need to go to the market board and um, see if we're the, one of the these. old the old uh, a really stupid example of mounts that could not fly before were the old primal extreme mounts like what come on we worked hard to get those <laughs> Is, is that is a primal extreme mount the one that you yes yes okay you did help me get a super cool yeah we farmed we farmed shiva extreme for a bit so i could get him like one a nice horse as opposed to his, his chocobo that he was lusty for a nice flying horse that plays sick rock music whenever i'm riding it does it. it does um 
so at the end of disclosure the quest once we're yeah so that brings that, us to we get that we get the get the clothes we get the chocobo we get the black chocobo that can fly just like all everything else we have and we go back we go back to our home base um just in time for a message to arrive from his eminence who wishes an audience with us yes so we go do that and right, so we immediately we, we go to the vault and emmerich introduces us and um the archbishop he invited us there so he might wow like really humbles himself personally apologizes takes responsibility for everything throws his men under the bus yeah. very very immediately <laughs> conciliatory <laughs> yeah seriously well i mean he thornton kind of rules he, he seems all right. Um, he makes Zephyrin basically eat crow right in front of us, like forces him to apologize to our face. Yeah. Dude does not seem happy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you idiots. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, all of you, all of you out. I want to speak with the warrior of light in private. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when he drops a bombshell on us. Yes. So the weapons word's like a little incredulous. Like, what? You never want that. All right, fine, I guess. Um, he drops a bombshell on us and he's like, so Essians, huh? <laughs> Yeah, about those guys, <laughs> big dudes, black robes. Seem like some seems like a bad black deal. robes, got, except the one he's got the white robe. Um, yeah, he admits he's also known of them. He's even entertained them as guests. They offered him power, power to continue the war against the dragons. But he has no intention of aiding their cause or being their puppet. Oh, okay. His rationale is that if he refused them, he would learn nothing of their true objectives. So instead, he's playing along nice with them to kind of figure out what they're doing, which I don't. No, if I buy, if only because it seems a little sus, you know, it's a little sus. And also that cutscene we saw back a ways oh, back yeah, in like yeah, ARR yeah. sure looked like the Asian had like was behind him pulling the strings. Yeah. You feel, that's what he want. He's kind of trying to be sort of double agent, you know, um, I just, I mean, at this point we, he says all the right things. He, he says, says the right he things. says the right things. Like there's nothing they fear more than the power of light, and so with our combined strength, we can wrest Eorzea from their grasp and pave the way for everlasting peace. Hey, sounds good to me. Yeah, well, Thorn's a good Thorn. Thorn's great. Thorn's just great. Yeah, he's great. I'm sure it's going to be fine forever. So we're back to the manor. Back to the manor. Brief Alphano. Mm-hmm. Alphano's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. I'm super trusting. I absolutely believe everything that guy said. I thought he was a little skeptical, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, uh, you might be right. <laughs> but that's when Totaro then bursts in. A lot of people bursting into rooms this last few quests mm-hmm. with an awful rumor uh, setting up the next plot thread for I yes. assume will be the majority of next episode. Um, Raban, back in Ulda, he's to be executed for crimes against the Sultanate. Yes. So we spend all this time in these new zones only to be whisked away. We're not done with Whiplash. <laughs> We're back to Ulda. We're going to go back and deal with that crap. We're, we're going to airdrop in. We're going to kick down the door. We're going to get him out of there. And we're going to get him out of Ulda, I assume. Yeah. Oh, boy. So we have more of that to resolve. Um, so that just about does it for the MSQ recap. Um, do you, we want to do our ad read? We do, yes. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, it's summer here. I mean, I guess it's winter if you're in Australia. But here in Chicago, it is summer. Uh, I assume like most of us, you're grilling out what? Two to three times a week at this point. Well, if you're like most of us going out two to three times a week, <laughs> you need things to put on that grill. And, uh, you know, there's never been a better time to subscribe to Squash Cube. 
Squash Cube uh, mm-hmm. ships you 15 pounds of fresh um, squash, zucchini, and other assorted gourds uh, every single week. I'm sorry. I just dissociated for all of that. I just... Something... I knew something was coming. And I couldn't... I couldn't... I just couldn't process it. Could you, I guess, explain more about why this product has given us money to lend for us to lend them our space and platform well i mean they're trying to get new subscribers now you see they have only the best sort of like you know um what's the vegetable equivalent of like um only the best like a uh, groschmongers uh go through and uh pull out the finest sort of squash out of the uh the squash boxes a farmer <laughs> were you trying to think of a farmer Yes, fine. They have very professional <laughs> farmers who will ship you, like, you know, um, en- enormous zucchinis. They'll ship you winter melon, even if it's summer. They'll ship you, um, uh, the, the, what's, an, what's another good another good grilling squash? Like a pumpkin? You could put a pumpkin out there on the, on the, on the charcoals? Yeah, sure. Why not? And special offer right now, if you sign up, they will give you a lifetime supply of spaghetti squash. That's okay. right. For the duration of your membership, you will get um, four spaghetti squash in every single box so that you can have spaghetti squash at every meal. It's a lifetime supply and you, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, isn't this just HelloFresh? No, no. Isn't this what they do? No, it's HelloFresh, except you only get one part, one portion of the meal. I'm going to be 100% with you right now. That sounds way better than HelloFresh. That's what you just <laughs> I actually like, no, I'm not. This isn't a bit. Like, I would buy that a little, a lot better. Like, because it's like, I don't want one serving of these disparate, stupid things. You right, know? you want eight zucchini. I don't want, I don't want one individually wrapped rosemary sprig, which is where I thought this bit was going. <laughs> no, like, this is just like a good, this is just good. Yeah, you Y'all want, should get this. You want 15 pounds of fresh produce delivered to your door every week. I mean, I kind of don't, but like, I, I, I would prefer this over what exists today. That's why you should sign up at squash.box. Okay, Squ- I might. Squash Cube will give you um, 15% off of your first three-month order with uh, promo code STORMBUDS. Man, I hate grocery delivery, though. <laughs> like, though, just tangent. Squash Box sounds great. Like, this is like the best version of it, but oh my God, do I not want so much individually wrapped stuff it's oh, probably great. not individually wrapped it's all just thrown in the box that's amazing thank you i don't want to unwrap it all and it's uh, that sounds awful it's awful it, my home's a mess and it makes dinner taking twice as long i'll just go to the store this is way better because i don't want to carry home eight, eight pounds of vegetables but i'm gonna be stocked up on squash that's our ringing endorsement, folks. You can hear from our testimonials. <laughs> it's a <laughs> legitimate endorsement. I'm not joking. I want this. This was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> you can sign up for Squash Cube at Squash.box. They couldn't get Squash.cube. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and we're back. Well, there goes our future HelloFresh sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Y'all, I'm gonna I'm gonna be 100 percent with with everyone again. Um, with regards to advertisements, the reason the reason this bit is so fun for for me is because most, if not all, po- I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna just sc- like I don't care. I we're two the two of us are successful engineers, and if we're gonna ever use this platform to make money, 
it's gonna be off of something that's not a total fucking scam yes i I promise you that (laughs) we promise you a lot of those things that are out there i'm tempted to name them but you already know i'm not gonna insult your intelligence bluetooth more like blacklist like better help no no yeah no, <laughs> do we, not that one out that one i will name i'll save yourself the worst help i haven't even done a parody of that one yet i don't think i don't think i want to no this don't just don't everyone uh <laughs> sorry soapbox soapbox moment there but no squash box i'm I, sorry i'm still i'm into that we uh have some housekeeping to do sweet sweet magic broom Magic. We got so we got the welcome to the magic room. That's that's this segment where I do stream admin stuff. Uh, next episode is going to be um, the the uh, that that's quest line right from disclosure until morning passing. So morning passing is the quest at the end of the Dravanian Forelands. It's going to be obvious because it'll be a dungeon. Okay. <laughs> You'll do the, the dungeon, dungeon and then we'll be done. Notably, the dungeon in uh, level, level 51 zone, uh, Kurthus Western, is optional, quote unquote, but you, one of the ether current quests is to I, do that dungeon. I should do that. Yeah. So the to unlock that flying, you're going to want to do, um, you're going to want to do side quests. Any side quests with the blue plus on the map of Kurthus Western and Sea of Clouds, do those so that you oh, can Oh, because those flying. are the ether current ones. Yeah. Got it. Except for the ones that are the Vanu Vana Beast tribes in Sea of Clouds. But I'm going to safely ignore those. Oh, uh, yeah. You might not know how. <laughs> um, the next order of busyness is I want to talk about, I guess, the general structure of how Heaven's Word's going to go for us. We have extra time now because I said it's going to be a lot shorter. Not We're not doing 90. We're not doing 90 minute episodes again. I'm sorry. Not gonna um, we're basically going to go almost zone by zone now that this kind of inter this this start part has sort of the where we go to the two intro zones is kind of um, done. So in total, the main story will be five episodes and then there will be four episodes of patch content, not three, as we tried last time. And then they were all 90 minutes long. So it's going to be four. Um, and we're going to cover the main story quest the raid the trials and the other stuff so look forward to all of that um i want to um call out a lovely user review um by the name of um sticky cacti bomb 67 um they left us a lovely google review and they said hey y'all i just got into to Final Fantasy 14 and I was wondering um hey y'all did you ever notice that Kane Sena has weird horns coming out of her head is she the devil and so I stopped playing this game because they all worship the devil but this podcast is a good substitute so I can play this game and then she ran out of characters so that's but thank you very much for that sticky cacti Fan 67. Glad we're providing a vicarious experience. Cacti Bomb 67. Yes, absolutely. Uh, was the accent, like, could you tell from the way, like, the, was it, like, italicized, or? It was, in fact, in Wingdings, and that's how I knew it was somebody from the South. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. We asked a question on Twitter, um, 
what did we ask? Hey, we were finishing up um, Final Fantasy XIV and Realm Reborn. What was everyone's favorite part? Um, we had a couple of really nice responses. Uh, the first one is from Zaf Plays at Zaf Plays. He said, Lahabreus preach in the Praetorium will never not be iconic. I agree. That's why we did our opening bit on it. Um, no, no, we did that on, Ga- on Gaius. There's a few different good speeches in there. Lahabreus. I feel like that speech is fine. I think the Gaius speech is more, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's what you meant, but the Gaius speech with the, you know, such devastation, but that whole, that whole scene is iconic. It's iconic. Um, another reply was from these at the summoner red. Um, they just responded with the good King Mogamog theme. Um, good theme. Yes. It's great theme. Very fun. Um, and I can't, can't disagree with that. So, um, thank you very much for checking out our question of the week. We ask that on our Twitter at storm buds. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok both at storm buds. Um, and honestly, that's all folks oh my gosh such a short episode Uh, until next episode yes (laughs) until next episode born from buds storm of buds we've been the storm buds baby from the sweltering shores of lake michigan good evening and good night okay bye